Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. My name is Bejimson Darius, a.k.a. BJ. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. I know as you guys are listening to this podcast, you guys, I know you can tell my energy is different. That's because the guest that I have on is different. You know, now this year, this season, I'm introducing more the daughter or the female perspective of the dad or what they experience from their dad. And every time I, um, I have a guest online, mainly female, but predominantly the female part, I'm excited because I want to hear that part. Because, you know, us male, we have our own perspective, but we know the female perspective is also different too. But you heard my half, you heard other people have, but this is guest, this guest, I've reached out and she said yes. And I'm so excited. I am so pumped. But again, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take the highlight away from her. So guys, let me introduce you guys to Jess. Jess, what's going on? Hey, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. So Jess, let's, let's get started. Let's get started. So tell me about you. Who is Jess? Um, Jess is a mom. I am a wife. Um, I'm also a daughter. I'm an only child, an ex-perfectionist. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm also the owner of my own company, Brand of Encouragement, that me and my husband, Dr. Kadid, work under. You know, I love God and I am just here as a vessel to just serve him and give him back and give other people basically back everything that he has given me in a personalized way. So that is who I am. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Nice. I always like whenever I hear somebody talk about the spiritual journey or their spiritual um, connection with God. It gives me a better perspective of who you are, um, not just your, you know, your criteria or your goals you achieve and stuff like that I just I like the I like to hear the spiritual aspect because it gives me a, a more in-depth personal view of who you are so definitely all right so let me let me get let me just dive even deeper about your dad now so um tell me tell me about your dad um my dad is a very hard-working man um he his name is fernando he is a first generation american citizen mm-hmm. um, my grandfather came over to i think my dad came over from mexico when he was i want to say five um, my grandfather came first he worked for the airlines uh so they spent two years apart um and those years were very defining for him in his life that um I think all those characteristics of his hardworking um, attitude and um, him being at every game that I had, any award that I got, he was always very, very present in, in my life. Wow. 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 So, I mean, so you can say he's, he's been uh, an active dad throughout your, your, you know, from your adolescence to, I'm going to say current. Oh, for sure. Like from you know, it started with my mom. He was always a present, a very present husband. And that just transcended into, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old and he is still a vital part of, of my life for sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I can see that, you know, it is a, it's a different, um, it's a different perspective whenever I hear women talk about their perspective of their dad, again, de- depending on how you grew up and depending on how you 
the, the relationship that you had with your dad, I, I think it's it's a rich or enriched thing that you that 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 needs to have. And I, I believe there's a time in your life when if you don't have your your dad in your life, it can it can propel you either doing bad or you can do it worse, right? I always say there's there is two parallel lines going at the same time, um, and it's either we can go left and fell off or continue going right uh, and try a different path, right? Because I myself I, I grew up with my dad around me. I, he, I seen him a couple of times, but he wasn't around. So my my perspective of him is just like I want to do better. Like if I when I, I wish I told myself whenever I have a child, whenever I have kids, I'm going to be a better dad than he did because he was not active in my life. And right. to have an active dad in your life for me plays a crucial role, especially like I said, coming to your activities, coming going to your sports. Um, um, whatever that you do, that you, you see his presence. And that, I think, plays a big role because if he wasn't, that could have propelled you or pushed you on a journey, a different journey that you may not even wanted or, you know, could even handle. Right, yeah. Like for me, um, one of his biggest things is because he didn't have, you know, my, my grandparents, they worked very hard, you know. So while they were working, nobody was there to show up to his awards. No one was there to show up for his achievements that, that he had. So... For me, I always knew that dad was going to be there. Mom and dad were both going to be there. Um, but I, as in a, a child, I didn't realize the sacrifice that he was making mm. to be there. Um, I hadn't really realized that, man, he was taking like a day off from like work. He was using like a vacation day that he could have used another day just so that after, you know, a memory I remember that we would always do is once I did something academically and I'd get an award for it. Then we'd go out to eat after he's taking me out to eat after mm. still taking a day off of work. You mm. know, my dad was, is still the sole provider for his family. He told my mom that he wanted to, um, for her just to raise their family and, you know, take care of things at home. And that is what, you know, he kept his word through all that time. So for me, I never, realized myself until I actually had children what the sacrifice was what that actually looked like you know and like you said um even in having such an active father there were times that I did stray away and he was still always so forgiving and always so like okay well what are you gonna do either like you said either I could have went like way way left and he was like okay well you went way left so let's get you right on the right track because I'm here. So there's no, you know, there's no love that there's no love lost. There's nothing that you could ever do that isn't going to make me not love you. You are my daughter. That has always been, you know, something special that I hold tight to me. And there was a card he gave me when I graduated that said, um, the world is your canvas painting. That has always stuck with me. I'm, right. I'm 31 years old and that is exactly what I have lived by since I was 18 years old. Like, okay, it's a blank canvas. Every day something's new. What am I going to do with it? So, you know, his his words now are more, but back in growing up, I felt like they were fewer, but they were just like monumental things that he told me that has helped shape me that when my daughter and my son, I speak to, you know, that I'm, a, I'm, I'm blessed enough that I can speak that wisdom to them. Right, right. I, I I love that concept. I've always, whenever I'm I'm talking about, I'm trying to give an understanding of imagery. I've always used the canvas concept, and I like the fact that your father used that. Uh, it's a blank canvas, like you know, just just 
paint it however you want you know it is your vision it is your journey you had to paint it the way you want you wanted to right it's it is your journey so whatever color you splash on there whatever stroke you do whatever splatter you it is you that is your journey that is your experience in life and i love that concept even just talking about it right now it gives me a chill because for me just the imagery of that you're looking at a painting it has so many strokes and it has so many colors and it has so many details right and um uh and all that is is experience in your life all that is is um tragedy it is triumph it is it is good it is bad and you get to experience that and I think the other thing that you uh, that you said, and I read it, I think not too not too long ago. I think it was today, where we tend to forget as kids when we say our our parents sacrifice, right? right? We tend to forget like what does it mean when you say our parents sacrifice, and then we're thinking that our parents sacrifice um, their time for work, like you said before, or um, money and give and give us money and pay for our tuition. But I think the crucial aspect of it is oh, that we're missing is the time that our parents spend with us, the quality right. time that they spend with us. Like you said, when your father went, came and um, support you at a, a sport event um, or when there was a award, he was there. You know what I'm saying? That time is time that you cannot put value on, right? right. This is stuff that plays so much of a role in our lives that we tend to forget that, you know, we don't see the value of it or the extent of it until we become adults and we become parents ourselves and say, oh, that's where dad, that's what mom was reflecting exactly. about. That's what they, they were talking about. And now you start to understand this is what it means to be a parent. The sacrifices that you made is not only about money. It's the time that you spend with your kids each and every time so that you, so they can know that you're there, your presence matter. Exactly. I think that my dad too, he always allowed for me to do things different. Like he taught me how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. He was like, listen, these are things that you being a woman, that if you go to, um, you know, a dealership or, you know, you go get your oil changed, I want you to be able to do it. So I remember times of just, he had an old, old school 51 Chevy and he was redoing it. He, he, like I said, he's a, he's a hardworking man, but he always used his hands for everything. He's, um, an engineer by trade, you know, um, and that is still what he does being 60 years old. And, but I remember a time that he would just let me be in the garage. I would go through his nuts and bolts and, um, you know, play with, you know, what, whatever tool, like, Oh, what is this? He's like, Oh, it's a screwdriver. Oh, what's this? It's a mallet wrench. Like, Oh, what is like? And he had always let me do things that my other friends, like across the street, they weren't doing their dads weren't letting them play in tools and getting oil on them. And, you know, um, things like that. So for me, he always told me that just because I was a woman mm. didn't mean that um, I couldn't change my own tire mm -hmm. and I couldn't put uh, do my own spark plugs. Like, mm -hmm. thankfully, I don't have to do that. But if I had to change my brakes, I could figure it out. Mm -hmm. If I had to change a tire on the side of the road, I don't have to wait for AAA because mm -hmm. that's something that my dad, you know, he, he taught me. Um, even something simple, which a lot of women, I didn't realize, but in my life of gathering that a a lot of women didn't really know how to put in gas. They would wait for like somebody to put in gas or they don't, oh, I don't like the smell of it. For me, when I go to a gas station, it reminds me of my dad taking me in his car and, and he's 51 and us going to the gas station and filling up. So for me, it's like, oh, I love it. Like, I don't mind doing that. But some of my friends, they're like, oh no, like my husband, even so to this day, my husband fills up gas mm -hmm. in, in the car. Most of, most of those memories that I have or that I know how to do is just because 
my dad was like, you can do it. Just because you're a woman, a man puts on their pants the same way that a woman puts on their pants. So never think that you are, you know, less than because you're a woman. So with me, it was that extra bit of confidence that he instilled that I didn't realize, like, playing in the garage and you know watching him do things i i was actually learning something that most people don't know how to do right. you know so even my husband you know not to knock him or anything but <laughs> i know how to do that stuff and he has learned how to do his breaks because my dad has taught him how to wow wow yeah He's see that you know <laughs> that is that is so cool i think that uh, for me i'm just thinking about the concept of it that he didn't he didn't gentrify you he didn't say that well because you, you're a girl you're not supposed to you know um do that you know right? he didn't say because you're a girl you know i can't teach you this thing no i think he just took it full on saying that <laughs> because you're a girl i need to teach you that you need to know how to be independent so therefore right. you don't have to be like i want you i think he's he was feeding you so he can know when he's no longer there or when you're on your own that you can hold up on your own, right? So I think all these things, even with your husband, maybe, you know, you know, God forbid something happened and, you know, you're on the side of the road by yourself, you don't have to rely on somebody else to get stuff done. You get stuff done by yourself, right? And I think, and I also think that that's also something you might gonna start implementing with your, you know, your your children down the line where he's just saying like, look, my my dad taught me this, grandpa taught, uh, taught me this. I'm gonna teach you guys the value of being a woman, a value of being an individual, the value of being independent of someone, right? And uh, I can relate to that. Even my mom, my mom was just like, look, as a man, don't wait on your wife, your girlfriend to feed you. You need to learn how to cook, right? You need to learn how to cook. So therefore, um, um, when there's something to be, needs to be done, it's food needs to be done in the house, you can go in the kitchen and get yourself some food or make some food for yourself. Or if your wife is in trouble, or there's nothing, nobody, nobody's there to cook, you can't depend on just that one person to cook for you. And yeah. uh, the other thing she said was like, and two, the, the problem with that is whatever your wife cook, is what you're going to accept if you don't know how to cook, right? So if she doesn't know how to cook good food, you're going to have to accept the non-good food or the rice or the food, whatever she makes. You have to accept that because now you're at her mercy, you're at her hands because she doesn't know much, but that's all you guys know, right? So right. you have to know how to be independent. You have to know how to stand up on your own so you don't have to depend on somebody else. And your dad, I think he drove, he drove, uh, drove that into you well. Um, and not saying that you are a girl. He's just like, look, you're my daughter. I'm going to teach you everything that I need to teach you so you can stand up on your own and not wait for somebody else to come and help you. It's something that I've even implemented with my daughter and with my son. Because when she sees Papa, she want, my daughter, she wants to go, you know, go in the garage with him. And I'm like, go girl, like mm-hmm. have fun. And like, I remember all that stuff. She is, our, my daughter, she's very into aerospace. Like she's, three but she likes aerospace she likes airplanes she likes helicopters she wants to see how things turn and you know and how they work and of course I'm like hey she sees me knowing how to um drill things and put up things myself and she's like oh you do this mommy and I'm like yeah I know how I know how to put up you know an entertainment center I can Mm -hmm. use a drill you know what I mean like and um but I I think that with my dad that was his gift to me that I never really valued, you know, a lot. Like I seen that there was a difference between the way that like my household was run versus other people's household. When they mm-hmm. come over, they had, you know, warm food and they had, you know, meals. And my friends, when they sleep over, they're like, oh, wait, so we got dinner and we get breakfast too. Mm-hmm. And 
both of your parents are doing it. I would always give my food away. Like I used to have friends that didn't have lunches in school. Mm-hmm. So I'd come home and I'd be starving. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. And my mom's like, didn't you eat lunch? Mm-hmm. I never realized that by my mom making an extra sandwich, that was one less sandwich bread that she had allocated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for the week that my dad was working because again, he was the sole provider for the house. And I always used to tell my husband before he was my husband, like my dad set very, very high standards. Um, there's just certain things that I just won't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just certain things that I just won't accept because I don't, if that's the case, I'll just wait for God to bring me somebody else. <laughs> and we'll just roll like that because my dad too, it was, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but he was always like, you stay in my home as long as you need to. Yep. And so you have, <laughs> you know, um, your feet, right. Then that's when you go and be successful and do whatever. And, and I think some of like the perfectionist of always trying to be perfect kind of like did rub off on me that I had to remind myself that at one point he did tell me that I have to paint my own canvas. Yes, you are your parents, you are, you know, but I don't need you to be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, your children to feel that everything has to be in order. It has to be this way. Um, I just think for me, the one thing that I had to realize also a defining moment as a daughter was I don't need to have that perfectionist in my life. It was actually a stumbling block for me because okay. it was like, okay, if it isn't lined up, then I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we all have traits that we we see, but with my dad, it's just his, his desire for my husband to be around our kids more and just, you know, make sure me home to take that time, you know, to take those time with, with the kids is because his dad was not there for two years. Like to right. him, he remembers those, like mm-hmm. he remembers not seeing him every single day. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for his perfection, you know, that <laughs> he has bestowed in his life. Right. It was just something that I just couldn't take in for me because it was like over, overbearing me, you right. know? I mean, it's, you're, you're going to be a modified version of your dad. Um, there right. are things that you're going to excel at faster and quicker. And other things you could just kind of have to scale back and say, okay, that works for my dad. And that's not going to work for me. Because like you said, it, it might be, uh, it could, for you, it's a, it's a handicap or it can just be, it can push you back. Um, but I think, I think from listening to what you're saying, it's not so much take it out. You just have to modify it. Like I said, you have to modify it to equip you the way it needs to fit you best. Right. So it's not right. just eliminating because there's those things you can't get rid of because that's just no. part of your genetic trait. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's just become, it became who you are because that's what your dad passed on to you um, from genetic to just like you just watching his personality. Right. Just looking right. at him, doing whatever he needs to do. And I highly encourage that. And I, I absolutely love that. I love that, that dynamic between you guys. I like the relationship that you have, you have with your dad and I think is I think it's crucial to have that as a daughter uh, like I said in the beginning even now to have a relationship with your dad to have that one-on-one time that personal time with your dad because you you don't know how your life would have turned if he wasn't in there right and like I said your right. husband did not even remember his father right and I myself it's weird because my father's here but I don't have that closeness memory I had like maybe a like glimpse of him being there right. giving me a hug like I can distinguish when my father gave me a hug in my entire 
38 years of life, right? So it's crazy. But I, I love the dynamic. I love the way you and your dad interacted. I love the way you guys are still interacting and the way he, he impacted you in your life. And I think before, just a few minutes ago, you were referring to a lot of stuff that is in you is from your dad as well. So what are some characteristics that is that you found that is in you that is from your dad? And maybe you can find it in your, your kids. One thing that my dad has always said, and that it's something that I have always carried with me, is never be intimidated to teach somebody what you know. Mm. Um, a lot of times people don't want to share what they know because they think like, oh, then I'm going to lose. Mm. So my dad, um, something that he has always told me was whatever knowledge you have, share it mm. because nobody can do it the way that you do it. Mm. Now, they may get the job because of it or they may get the recognition, but don't die with every anything left inside of you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I think that that is something of my of my dad's that um, I have, you know, always held on to. Even to like, like there's certain things that like if we're if we're watching something together, and I feel like I'm getting choked up, and I look over <laughs> and he's getting choked up too, you know. Um, so it, I think it's it's the heart. I, I would say if any. Yeah, I, those, those are the moments that you don't want to miss, and I, I've always say say that like some, sometimes. Well, because. Of, this generation right now is different because now we're able to have the tools to record the memories that we have, or the memory that we share. Um, and we didn't have that. I personally didn't have that when I was younger. Like right now, I, would, I wish I had some baby pictures of myself, right? Or some videos of me when I was younger so I can see the relationship or the, the characters that I had when I was younger to my son right now. Um, and how, is, how does that relate to my dad? Like if I, if I had those videos or um, imageries or just photos or any of those things, it would be great. I just have snippets of stuff like maybe my aunts and my uncles have something and I maybe pop up in there, right? So we we did not have that privilege. So the fact that we have this thing right now, like say my wife and I, we just, we trying to document everything. Like right. honestly, everything. We went, we, we have our YouTube channel for family travel. We have, um, I have this podcast that I'm doing. I'm trying to get my wife on it as well. Like it's <laughs> it's beautiful, you know, and I, we, we going at it strong and she, I, I handle this part and she handles social media part and she's just great at it, right? So we both, we use each other's strengths. So I absolutely agree with your dad right now. I mean, you probably would agree with me where it's, we trying to do as much as we can to hold on to the memories. Because again, once it's gone, it's gone. The best thing you can have is to have maybe videos and, and, and photos of it. So you can like, you know, think back and say, oh, wow, like, you know, I'm, I must have forgot this. Let me just like refresh my memory to see how innocent things were, or how, how blind I was. There was a time that me and my husband, we lived in Seattle. And before we went to Seattle, I never realized things that I've missed doing with my dad. Like mm -hmm. he's big into like Snoopy. So like when it's like the Snoopy, like Thanksgiving or, you know, Charlie Brown. And I think it was like this little Christmas tree and stuff like that. Valentine's. There's one for every holiday. I missed sitting down on the couch with my dad and watching those. And I didn't realize that until I was in Seattle, away from them. And then when I came back, every time that it's like an opportunity now from, that's been five years since we lived in Seattle. We came back and now it's like, okay, let's watch it. Like, that's our thing. Like, let's not, you know, go with that. But I would say if I can sum up our dynamic, um, 
would probably be this. Most women don't want their fathers in the delivery room with them. <laughs> um, I wanted both my mom, my dad, and my husband. <laughs> I was like, you guys are all three going to be in the delivery room with me. There is nothing that I wouldn't share with my father. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that um, I couldn't bring to him that he would, you know, uh, we have disagreements on things, but mm-hmm. other than that, that's normal. Like, I didn't realize that growing up, that was normal. He wasn't going to always agree with everything that I said, or he wasn't going to always think that that was the best option for me. But mm-hmm. the dynamic is that if I can have my dad there, I'm going to have my dad there. If somebody's going to be there, it's going to be my dad. <laughs> right, right. No, that's a good, that's a good trait. I mean, that's, that's good. I, I can honestly say that that's, that's a good trait to have. I said, don't let it go. Just hold on to it as long as you can. Especially again, the older you get, the more you start understanding and cherishing your parents and, you know, the struggles that they went. What are, or what is one of the best memories you could say you have of your dad? I would say the best memories that I have of my dad are um, him getting me ready and us going uh, in his in his 51 Chevy and us driving around places. And I thought he was so cool because (laughs) everybody would wave because the car was nice. So he would, we'd have the windows down and my hair would just be blowing everywhere. And, you know, people would like be waving at him. And I was like, Oh dad, they're waving. Like, this is so cool. And um, that would probably be my, like my fondest memory and one thing that I didn't know is that because since he, um, you know, when he would drive the car by himself, and I didn't really, I didn't know this until I was older as well, that the only time that he would not get pulled over by the cops was when I was in the car with him. Because he was profiled because he was, you know, a Mexican man uh, driving a nicer old school car. So instantly they're like, oh, he has something to do with, you know, gangs or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mind you, we lived in, well, we did live in good communities. Like there was nothing, like my dad has always worked, worked hard, but I didn't realize that the only time that he never got pulled over in the car when he drove it was when he was with me and he says that he vividly remembers that cops would ride behind him and he's like oh please don't pull me over please don't pull me over and he's like and then they probably see your hair or something and they come up you know beside us and he's like and all you would do is just wave at him and you're like hi because I again I thought it was so cool everybody's waving at my dad you know and so um I didn't realize that even too that he faced a lot of prejudice and a lot of, you know, it's just that ugliness that lives. But when he was with me, sometimes it it didn't happen, you know? Um, So I didn't didn't realize that. One of my best memories was also something that that's why he ended up selling the car because he got tired of the constant harassment. He's like, he's like, I, I could be in my work clothes. I'd have my work badge. He's like, I couldn't even change out of my clothes. because if I got stopped, I wanted to be able to come home to you guys. Mm. Like, and I, of course I had no idea, you know, he's like, so when you would come, when I'd come home and you'd come running to me, he was like, oh, I'm here. Wow. Like, that, that's what made everything worth it, you know? Wow. So 
here I thought, you know, my dad just had a cool car, but you know, that was the form of transportation that he had. That's why he kept up, kept it, you know, um, but he ended up selling it because he's like, it, it's just too much for me. It, right. it was, too, it, it weighed too much. You know? Right. Wow. 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 Yeah. That it, it gives you a, for me, it gives you, like he was saying before, and then this is the illustration about the, the canvas. Sometimes you, you're looking at a canvas and you're thinking you, it, it's, it's what you think it is, right? Because that's what yeah. you remember, right? And not to say your, your memories is wrong, it's just that you didn't get the different perspective of that canvas, right? You didn't get a different view of what that canvas was looking like. So when your dad gave you a, a broader view of that perspective, I think you're, you're for me, from what I'm hearing, your 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 eye opened up and said, "Oh, okay, so that that's why they were waving to me. Oh, okay, that's why this was happening. Oh, okay, that's why uh, you know when you when I came and I gave you a hug, this what I got from you. Like all that made sense now. Like it gave it gave for me. I, I think it gave you a, a brighter, bigger picture of like, oh, it's not as what I thought it was. It was bigger than that. Like it was way bigger than me. Like I don't I don't I didn't think it was that deep." Right? right. Even just the fact that your, your father was able to come home and be in profile each and every day. Like it was right. that I can understand how tiring that is. Honestly, right. I can understand that tiring. Just to see your face come home after work that I think, I mean, wow, that's, that's beautiful. That would bring you to tears. Absolutely. Even at this age. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's, there's so many different layers that we don't realize until we're older or mm-hmm. until we get married or until we have children ourselves. And, um, but the beauty about it is that, you know, like I said, some of my friends, they don't, whether they had a parent from the beginning or whether they just lost a parent, it's like, I hold tight to that, you know, um, because I know when my grandpa passed away, there was only two men that ever talked anything in my world. It was my dad and my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And um, they were both hardworking men that provided for their families. When my grandfather passed away, um, you know, my grandma has not missed a step on anything. He set, he set everything down for her. You know, there was not one thing that he didn't teach her. Like he was, he had her like, go open, open up your own credit card, go to the bank, go do that. Like a year before he was passing away, he was having her do all these little tasks mm. and um, come to find out it was like, you know, he just passed away very suddenly. He was sick, but he still passed away very suddenly. But that's something that he always did with us. Like he always, you know, made sure that we were always taken care of, whether it was, you know, sweets or, you know, eating something that like your mom's like, oh, you can't have that. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, I, my grandfather always took care of everything. And just in the same way as my dad, he learned from my grandfather, mm-hmm. you know, um, how, how things work, how things, you know, how to lay it out. And the blessed part for me is that my husband got, has gotten to continue that relationship with my dad, but he also got to meet my grandfather that was a vital role in my life. Like me being an only child, I didn't have siblings. So it was my mom, my dad, my grandma, my grandpa have birthday pictures. That's, that's like my four, <laughs> you know, that, that that's who I had. So, you know, I was blessed to not only have a father, but a grandfather that, you know, I never got to meet my grandfather, my dad's dad, because he passed away the year that my parents were going to get married. 
Um, So I never got to meet him, but even in uncovering stories, like giving my lunches away, I guess my grandfather, he would, you know, um, feed people. He would Mm. put things in and it's like, where did that come from? I never knew where it came from, but there lies in my blood and in my DNA um, that it's just a piece of me. So, you know, I, I am very, I never take for granted the fact that I have had, you know, um, both, you know, my, my dad and my, my papa in my life that kind of like paved this level of what a man is to be painted in my life. You know, Mm. Um, I just hope that, you know, um, my daughter, she has the same thing. She has, you know, her dad and she has her papa Mm -hmm. and, you know, that they paint that same type of, um, kind of line for her, you know, a, a standard that, you know, it's not that it can't be met or can't, it won't be surpassed or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it just, in the heart of me, it was just engraved and it was like, okay, this is, this is what it's to look like because obviously it's worked for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what it was for me. Well, you had, you had a, a good amount of influence in your life. Um, your dad, your grandpa, like, I think you had some really good positive male figures in your life. I think to propel you forward on a positive view of life. That's, I think that's awesome. That's really, really awesome. Especially from a female perspective, I know how crucial that is to have a a male role model in your life um, to set you, to have a standard of how you should be treated, right? Um, And I think that's crucial because again, if if that wasn't taught to you, again, who knows where you could have been right now. Now you could have been dependent on somebody else in order to get things done. Like I think your idea and your perspective of, of, of independent is on a different level than some other people are because you have such a great influence in your life or still have an influence in your life. Right. And I think, and I'm, I'm looking forward to you implementing and you, you plugging that into your, your kids. Cause I know that's something that you're going to do it. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens during generations that we don't know of. Like you said, uh, passing food, to somebody else that's hungry, I can relate to that a hundred percent. I was one of those kids that didn't have food, right? And I was always looking for food. During summertime, I had to find a place to eat because you know my mother was working. Like it's the stories are a little deep, but I can I can relate to that. So even I always t- t- promise myself that if when if and when I have I have kids, I'm going to pack their their lunch box with extra food so they can have. Um, uh, food for themselves and for somebody else and right. training them to understand and see when somebody's in need right, right. like to mm-hmm. see if somebody is needing help or like to show you to tell them the signs to pick up when somebody doesn't have anything to eat or is on the corner by themselves or not saying anything or because again I, I was that child I was that kid I was not was able to eat at times or I didn't have that privilege of having lunch with me every day right so i've i've always told myself like i said before to train my my son and my future kids to be aware of um those that's around you because you don't know you may be privileged enough to have food every day but the person that's sitting next to you may not be able to even to eat once or twice a week right, right. and they own, the only supply of food is coming to school right? right so you have to be you know, uh, your eyes had to be vigilant. You had to be able to like know what signs to look forward to um, so you can help somebody else out there. My wife and I, all we do, all we look forward to do is help somebody else. And somebody asked you before where they said, if you 
what is your goal for the next five years? And I was like, well, I would like to have, you know, I want to move my wife and I want to move and, you know, achieve this and have this comfortable house and be comfortable in my, in my life. Um, and she's like, well, would you be able to achieve that in like less than in the five years? And I was like, yeah, I can achieve that. And I can achieve that in less than time. Right. I can, I can shorten that time. And two, I, she was like, well, she was talking about riches. And I was just like, well, the reason why I always wanted to have more money than I need is not for me. I always right. want, if I ever wanted to be rich, I wanted to be rich, not rich, have money than I, more than I need is to help somebody else. Like that's what my eyes is. That's what my ego eyes is. So I can, I want to make it so I can help somebody else. I want to make it and teach somebody else how to make it where I'm, where I'm at right now. And it's not about me. For me, I gain and I get satisfaction through helping other people, right? I'm, I'm still learning how to accept gifts and things, right? But I, I, I get I am pleased whenever I am given than me receiving. So right. that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to teach my son. That's the kind of stuff that I'm going to teach my future kids of how to do. And I'm glad that my wife was able to do the same thing that I'm doing right now. Like our vision in the future is not just, it's not for us. Right. It's for, it's how are we impacting whoever's in our lives? And even the fact that we move from where we're at, where we're at I told my wife and we, again, we spoke about it. Like everywhere we move, God have blessed us. But I think we need to stop being selfish about what God has done for us and think about what, why God put us in this area or this place or meet these individuals because maybe God has a, 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 a he want to use us as a vessel so we can help somebody else, right? Because I think that's why I always say, eliminate you from the situation and add God into it. Now, everything that you do is for God and it's about God. So he's going to work through you and allow, allow you to do more stuff. So as you, as you do in his work, He's working in your life, right? That's why you continue seeing blessings over and over again when you do what you need to do for God. So I, even still today, I'm and I and I, I I'm going to like, I'm I'm going to uh, confirm this for myself. Like every time that we have encountered someone, we've seen the reason why God put these people in our lives, or we we came into life because the interaction, the the conversations, the understanding, the mind frame is different. It's not the same that we had before. Um, we grow, we are understanding differently. So it's just like, I see, I see your handiwork, God. I see what you're doing. So I want to eliminate myself more and add you into it so I can see how well you work. Like I want to see and sit back and see how great you work. And I, I think I've I, I, I driven that a little bit too much. Like we had to understand that this is journey is not about us. And that's one of the reasons why I've taken, I want to go into this podcast is because I want to listen to your story. I want to hear your journey. I want to hear your perspective on it because um, there are some people that are not, that are not privileged to be where you at, to be where I'm at right now, to have a home, you know what I'm saying? To have a family, all that stuff. So what can we do? What can I do right now that can benefit them in the long run? Or seeing that even if they're going through it, they can make it, right? I made it and so you, so can you. So what am I doing right now that God had blessed me with that I'm using to bless other people? Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% with that because the whole reason why I started Brand of Encouragement was because um, everybody needs encouragement. Mm -hmm. And the deeper that I got with it, it was really me giving back God's love and grace, loving grace, because love is one thing. Grace is a whole nother ballgame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but loving grace in personalized ways. So whenever God tells me to do something, it's kind of like just talking to you. 
knowing that his hand is in it. Like mm-hmm. his thumb is written all over it. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing um, for me is just this year is really just doing it. You know, um, I am collecting clothes and the toys that my kids aren't using and I'm going to gift them. I'm going to clean them up, you know, whatever needs to be washed because I always give stuff away, but I'm like, why can't it be packaged as a new gift? Mm. Just because my kids don't utilize this toy anymore. It's still a brand new toy. Like, you know, I'm going to get um, cellophane wrap, put a bow on it. And, and then I'm, I'm also blessed that there is people that I can give them to that they can go and do you know whatever and bless whoever they feel that that they need to you know um my biggest thing is just that is our future is our children mm-hmm. um one of my really good friends she told me that the um your inheritance the greatest inheritance that god can ever give you is your children yes and um and I see it. I see them, those two running around, leaping bounds and doing everything that they do. But I'm like, whoa, like being a parent is so, is, is so underrated because yep. like you see, you see what they show you in movies and on TV shows and all this. And you're like, oh, you know, that's fine. But no, the weaving motion of God through everything um (laughs) i just i just think it's so special and same with you it's like i can't wait till because even my daughter she's learning now like we're giving these away because we don't need them Mm -hmm. there is somebody and she says oh because there's somebody out there that needs it yes we have way more than Mm -hmm. what we could have ever asked for um and really and what i'm trying to get her this year because she's coming in on four is to realize that our simple breath of life Mm -hmm. is so powerful Mm -hmm. you know and um you know so i'm with you guys you know a hundred percent and giving back and you know yeah riches yeah tangible riches are nice but what are you going to do with that Mm -hmm. like me and me and jacketta it's like so that we can give more. Mm-hmm. Why do we want to pay off what we have to pay off? Because we want to be able to give more. We want to be able to, you know, you're in the grocery store and there's five carts behind you. To be able to not even think twice and pay for all five carts. Like simple things that in our head, it's like, okay, God, like just give us, you know, uh, whatever we need. But it also goes back to what you said and it's being the vessel. What are you doing? Um, are you using your voice like you and your wife you you guys are using your talents together to mm-hmm. propel you guys to where you need to go right. um, and same thing with me and, and Chiquette he was like this year you have to use your voice you mm-hmm. have to use your voice and I am a writer but it's like forward motion no he was like you need to use your voice mm-hmm. there, there's stories there's things that you, that you see differently use it and I'm like okay God this year I'm going to give you my voice. I'm going to not just, I'm going to continue to write, but I'm also going to give you my voice. And I think it all ties back to me is using your hands, using that hard work to get whatever you need done. You know, willing to wash clothes, make sure that they smell good, put personalized tags on them. Like I want people to feel like it's Christmas all year round. Like I don't want kids to like, in our community where we grew up now, um, it has changed a lot. 
um, from where it was when both me and my husband grew up. I've known my husband since I was 12. Um, so life has totally changed for like the kids that are 12 that live where where we grew up. Right. I want them to know that somebody loves them. That just goes back to my dad. Like if I didn't have my dad, I wouldn't know how to show that love. I don't. I don't think. Like maybe I would. Maybe the you know obviously there's nothing too big that God can't do and can't change. But I I really think that you know in the details of things. Um, I never want kids to think that they're not loved. I never want adults to feel that they're not loved. Um, whether you are you know on the street you know in a mansion like there is no form that loneliness doesn't hit that love is a void like there's voids in every class of person and i just think that um but you have to be willing to actually get your hands dirty with people and like what you're doing hearing people's story like that is very very vital you know and it, it needs to be it needs to be shared and yes. i i think the hard part is that you know people like yourself and your wife um it's like getting the exposure that needs to be done. The frustration of like, okay, I'm being obedient to what you're telling me, but it's not getting where it needs to go. Right. You know, I know that that's frustrating for me and Jaquetted, but as long as you're doing it, that one person, it's changing their course of their yep. day. It's changing yep. the course of their life. Like, and then especially too, like hearing you and your wife's heart, it's like, okay, well, after this podcast, like, what can we do more of right, together? Right. Like, what, where in your community can I help you guys so that you guys can feed kids and do stuff like that? Like, so my head starts going, and I'm like, okay, God, like, let's go. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm just very grateful. So, well, people like you is the kind of people that my wife and I, I would say, like to keep in our pockets. So when we are doing something, we know we can reach out to you guys and it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a push or pull. It's gonna be like, look, this is happening, let's hop on board and get, and go. Because we're in the same wavelength, we're in the same mind frame. So when it's time to go, it's let's go. Like because we're pretty much doing the same thing, right? Giving right. back, right? So it shouldn't be too much of an issue when I if, if I if you ask me, look, it's like yo, BJ, I, I'm doing this right now. What can you do to support me or what ideas can you do to us so I can develop it a little bit more? And I was telling your husband that, look, whatever it is that I can do, that we can do with my wife and I, let's get together. Let us know. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a video. Look, this is what we're doing. Let us know what we can help. And I, I'm from a big family. So once I shoot it out, shoot out an email, throw, <laughs> put it on the group chat, everybody's going to swat it. You're going to support as much as you can. Just like you were, you were saying right now about the ideas about regifting toys that you know or books that you don't use and i can i can think of a lot of stuff that i have right now i'm like oh i can i can definitely do that like i can that's not for fresh i could do this right now i can i can have at least 10 stuff that i can regift that's still fresh you know kids don't use their stuff that, that much and wow. i was like i was like what can i do on my end to help support you right it shouldn't be an issue like is this something that i need to do i can call on you this is something you you gotta do call on me and say look we're doing this let's get this done let's go and i i enjoy that and i look forward to that i i love that i had that conversation with um uh a bunch of guys that i had just about just what's going on today like how you feeling and we spoke about it It was like yo this is straight straight genuine emotion driven conversation and it's all men right, right. And it's not about um egotistic it's not about your, you know, I'm a man. I just, no, it's about, look, look, my brother is down. I need to help him out. Like my sister is down. Let's put our heads together and get some money and help him out. Right. And funny thing is while we're on there, there was a guy that 
um he, he said he had to go because his his one of his relatives passed away and i'm just like whoa everybody was like your blessings man we pray for you like i pray for you like we call you later that like, call us like it was just so warm it was so welcoming i love that and it's coming from men it's the stuff that we don't get to show at time because society puts put us in a bracket they put us on a, a box and you know we say men don't speak well, we, we do speak right you talk is just give us the the direction and give us the topic that we need and we dive in right it doesn't have to be about sports it doesn't have to be about girls it's, it's, it can be literally emotion driven conversation or uh, spiritual growth and all that stuff and i always look forward to that and i i love that i love that so let me get back to the question because i feel like i'm, I'm <laughs> way off but i love this conversation i love because I, I want you to get to answer it but i absolutely love this conversation um so think back let's just think back on some stuff that you, um, that your dad was, was have done for you and taught you before, um, when you were young, even me as, as of now, would you, can you narrow it down to maybe one or two or what is the greatest or some of the greatest lessons that your dad have taught you? Probably if anything was, if you do anything, do it with love. If there's anything that you need to do, do it with love, I, w- I would say. Um, and don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. That is really, you know, um, principles that I live and breathe every single day. You know, mm-hmm. are, is, am I doing this for self or I'm doing this because of love? Mm-hmm. You know, um, self will be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, and love will be like, no, there's still room, you know. So I would say um, to do it with love and to not be afraid to get my hands dirty, you know. Um, absolutely absolutely so this is gonna this question is gonna be a bit more a little bit personal okay it may not be but it depends on how you you the angle of how you answer it as you were growing up so you said you 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 knew your husband since you guys were kids um i believe say 12 years old um and i'm i I don't know how long i'm not sure how long you guys dated before you decided to get married do you feel like your dad had an influence of the decision you make of picking a partner Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, there, you know, I had known, you know, my husband since I was 12. Uh, we didn't, we've been married seven years now. We dated for a while because we were young, you know. Um, but I ultimately will say that there were like characteristics. I had a checklist <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't expect him to hit all of these. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was definitely a bar that was set. And yeah, he definitely had a role in it. And even to the point that when my husband, you know, picked out like my ring, but he didn't go with my dad, he went with my mom, mm-hmm. like he took my mom to go pick out our, my wedding ring, where everything like kind of collided together was my husband, um, his parents were going through something at the time. And my dad was a real big stickler. He said that, you know, no boys will spend the night over the house. Like that's just not happening. Not going down that way by, you know, when I was younger, it was like, of course, like no rooms, no anything. I have to be, you have to be, pre- I have to mm-hmm. see right. what's going, what's going on, you know, all of that stuff. So my husband was in a position, I think we were about right before we got married. So I want to say like 22 22, 23, my husband's family, they were going through something. And basically it was either he was going to sleep in his car and he was going to sleep in his car in front of our house or 
that was it. Like there was no or, like that was just it. Like that was, he was going to school to become an EMT. Um, so that was like his focus. And my dad came to me and he was like, what's going on with, you know, with, with D? And um, I was like, well, this is the situation. He's like, no, that's not gonna happen. I'm like, well, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I've talked to your mom. You know, um, and then I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to him, and I'm like, okay. So I had no idea what was going on. Yajikeda comes back, and he's like, um, your dad told me that I could live mm. in your guys' home. And so my dad came to me, and he was like, this is the man that you're going to marry. I know this is the man that you want to spend the rest of your life with. I refuse for him to become another statistic by sleeping in his car. Um, and getting arrested for just sleeping. And he's like, because crimes are gonna happen and they're gonna try to pin it on him. Mm-hmm. That was the deciphering factor for me that I was like, I got my dad's blessing in a sense of this is what we were going to, you know, this was going to be my husband. That was a defining moment. Like for me that was like, wow, like my dad really does lead with love because right. <laughs> with his experience, you know, of getting stopped in a car, he said that just all played back in his in his mind. Right. It's like walking to school, being pulled over by the cops. Where are you going to school? Are you sure you're going to school? Yeah, I'm walking to school. Beautiful, beautiful. Would you say you love who Jess has become? Oh, most definitely. Uh, I have fought a lot to get here. <laughs> I would say that the woman that I am today is even different than the woman that I was six months ago. Um, I think that the it's just, I owe it all to God at the end of the day though, because if it's not for his like grace that he has given me, uh, I would not be here. Like I would have probably chosen a totally different path, wavelength, whatever, <laughs> you know, um, and lived for myself. But I most definitely, uh, I have come to love every single scar about myself um and to me it's just all glory to god because if it was not for god i would not be you know anywhere close to who i am and um you know mother wife daughter anything you know yeah i I definitely love who i am because i have fallen more in love with the father for sure yes that's that's beautiful i love that i i tend to ask that question because for me self-love is very very important you have to know you have to love yourself before you can love somebody else like if you can't love yourself or stand yourself be by yourself learn to love yourself i think it is a there might be a little problem there because now you're gonna what you are what's avoid or what you're avoiding by yourself when you are alone i think you're gonna try to find out somebody else and that void can never be never be filled right and i I, and again that's why i kept reiterating how important uh uh, the relationship with you and your dad your dad is because if there was a void then you want to look for that on somebody and somebody else to fill in and again it can never be filled and you would you have expectation from for someone to feel that and they don't they disappoint you right and i think all of us to some degree have that 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 void that we're missing is it some it can be from something big to small right we always find a need to void to to um fill that up with somebody else in our lives and we have to be careful that's why i tend to ask that question because we need to love ourselves first um 
and before we can love somebody else because we need to know how we should be loved you need to be how you should be treated you need to know that you're valued you need to know your value if you're not valued somebody else can value you to a different degree that you need to be valued so um i i i highly recommend anybody that's listening to this to value yourself know your worth and know who you are know that you are you are a prince you are a uh, queen you are a king you are look you are of royalty so don't think any less of yourself so absolutely i do adore that so so if you had the chance and maybe you did and you and um i don't know and if you haven't um the chance if you had the chance to tell your dad something that you have never told him before what would it be i think for me the one thing that i am more mindful of is just the simple words i love you mm-hmm as much as I can, um, especially after the craziness that's happening in the world, a simple, I love you and thank you. Um, that to me is something that I will never stop saying. He's here and I have him for as ever long as God allows me to have him. But even after that, it will always be the simple, I love you and thank you. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So as we wrap up, I want to ask you one last question, and this is towards the fathers, father figures, and fathers-to-be out there, what kind of message do you want to leave for them? Just show up. Mm-hmm. Show up um, in any way possible. Um, but also to the people that are listening to this that don't have the father. Um, it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that, you know, that there's nothing that you can't do and conquer. Um, but just know that you have it in your hands that you can change that legacy mm-hmm. and change it by showing up each time um, for, for anything, anything small, anything large, you know, everything in between Just show up and enjoy it. Don't get sucked in from what's happening in the world. And, you know, cause everything is so loud around us, um, but be present, sit in it, you know, enjoy, enjoy whatever it is, fears, you know, laughter, silliness, poopy diapers, whatever it is, you know, enjoy all of it because there's a time that it, it's not going to be anymore. It's going to get easier and then it's going to get hard again. And so enjoy the roller coaster. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. First and foremost, and I'm probably going to say that over and over again. Thank you so <laughs> much for your time. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for everything that you've you've shared with us, and I absolutely absolutely adore that. And I I I want to applaud you for coming and and sharing this. And I again I'm I'm loving the episodes more and more. <laughs> um, uh, it's just I I just I absolutely love that. And I, again, for you being vulnerable, for opening up, for telling me about your journey. Um, your experience with your dad, everything, everything, everything. I just want to thank, thank you so much, so much for your presence and um, for sharing all that with us. So just and foremost, just wanted to say that. So as we wrap up, guys, I just, as we wrap up, I just wanted to say, just like Jess said, the, just all you need to do is show up. Literally all we need to do is show up. I think sometimes we overthink things and say, well, we have to buy stuff or we got to go. No, I think all we need to do is show up. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, it's not about the materialistic things that we buy for our kids and buy or, uh, uh, or do for our kids. It's literally our presence. Just show up, be there. If, if your son, your daughter is having a show, they're having a, a game, they are doing a, a presentation, they need difficulties, 
doing something, have difficulty doing something, whatever it is, show up, be there, like be present, be there at all time. Like you don't understand for those, some of you, some, some do, some don't, the value of just you being there for someone. I can think back the one time, the one or two times my dad was there for me. And I, I hold on to that. I hold on to it because that's something that I, I didn't have much of. So when I did have it, I, I held on to it even still today. I can, it's still fresh in my mind. It's playing over and over again. So show up, show up. It's not hard. It is very, very easy. Be there. It's not about buying stuff. It's just being there for, for you. And it's not, one thing I always pray about um, towards God is that I said, I always pray, God, thank you for choosing me to become a dad. Like, thank you for choosing me to become a parent to this child, right? Because it's a gift that he gave us. We are a gift to our parents. And all we need to do is feed and, and, and do what we need to do for that child, for him, for him to survive, for them to, for they to survive. So it's a gift. It's a privilege to have a child. It's a gift to have a child. And some, a lot of people don't think about that. They just think a child's a burden. No matter if you plan or didn't plan that, that kid is a burden. I'm sorry. It's a kid is a, is a gift from God. And you have to understand that we are a gift from God and we are, we've been chosen handpicked to be parents and a lot of people don't have that privilege a lot of people are struggling just to have one child and we don't we're able to have a kid and i just want you guys to know that take your time and be there for your kids be there for your wife be there for your husband as a dad that is something that i'm doing every single day that 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 does not end my journey does not end i just it continues me the husband and being a dad dad never stopped i've dadhood never stopped so i've always tried my best to do uh, to be my best and to do everything that i need to do to support my son and my wife but um again god i'm not gonna hold you guys any longer it was just a great conversation jess you are amazing we are we're gonna i'm gonna have some find somewhere to put you on the podcast again and i love this conversation and i love the, your energy i love everything about you so again guys i'm not gonna hold you guys any longer i will catch you in a few bye Dear Dad Podcast, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad Podcast on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcast. Catch you later. Get you down.